wrong with you? Lori Gardner, I need your help. Why is that? Okay. As y'all know, I'm approaching the 40 mark. Rory has gone way on the hill past it. I mean, he's just like all the other side of the field. But your girl here, as I'm getting closer and closer, I'm thinking about like all these micro changes I want to make to my life. Just to not only level up as a human, but as a creative. And I texted you or called, I can't remember. I told you at one point, I said, Rory Gardner, I think I'm going to give up. I'm sweating already saying this. Alcohol. Alcohol. Why do you want to give up alcohol? Okay. Two reasons. Number one, everybody listening to this, you're probably getting closer to the 40 mark. And even if you're 16, guess what? You're getting closer to the 40 mark. And so I don't know if you have these questions a lot of like, how do I need to shift my lifestyle to still maintain my vibrancy and my youth and my energy and so forth? So there's that element. But also, too, we're creative around here. And the way that alcohol affects your brain, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I'm getting tired or old or what it is, but it seems like it's getting a little bit harder and harder for me to think outside of the box. I'm not worried about the brain as much as the face. Have you seen Mel Gibson lately? <laughs> no, don't say that. He's so sweet. Sure I haven't seen him. But that's Yes, there's the cosmetic side, which I know you're all about, but also too okay. with from a, yeah, come on, come on. But from a, like a creative side, do you think it affects you at all, or do you ever worry about that? In the moment, I feel like it it it, it does so much justice. But the day after, maybe less. I'll give you an mm. example. One time, I was doing a Saturday night set at the comedy club, and I had the early show and the late show. And the, between the early and late show, there's about an hour and a half gap where you're just kind of sitting around waiting for the new crowd to come in, right? And so, I did the first show. No drinks in me whatsoever. It was it went over great. I videotaped it, and then we had an hour and a half break. And so between that time, I was absorbing the free beverages that are given to me during this time. This is what I this is what I work for. The free beverages in between shows. So then I went on and did the second show a little tipsy, right? And I thought I murdered. I was like, this is the greatest set I ever had. It was like word for word the exact same set as the first one because it's just, you know, same jokes or whatever. And then I looked at the video evidence afterwards. Not so much. It was a lot of slurring, a lot of spitting on the mm. people. It was just like, but you assume you're a rock star in the moment, but it's the evidence shows that the first set, the sober set, was more sharp and funny mm. and just generally less sloppy. So do you drink at the clubs now? No, not generally, because then it becomes like a, a habit thing. Like, let's just say I'm performing three or four times a week by habit. Now I'm drinking three or four times a week, right? which I don't like to do. So I, I never really drink at the club unless, again, it's a Saturday and I have to kill time between sets or whatever. I'm there anyway. Yours is fitness related mostly, right? You're concerned about the calories. Well, so again, the other rule I have is like I, I intermittent fast as well. So my fasting window ends. At like You're so seven. complicated. There's too many rules with you. No, but I put it in place so that I don't do dumb things like that, right? So, mm. so I, if my fasting window ends at seven and the comedy show starts at eight, you know, I'm not, I'm not consuming a calorie again until two o'clock the next day. Right. So with that hat in place, then it's then I, I could consume. And people do consume. I'm not judging them. Like, I'm I, crazy person. I'm asking you, though, have you ever considered quitting or just, like, going all out, not doing it anymore? <laughs> no. That was never crossed my mind. <laughs> ever in life. 
It's like, why would I, especially as a parent, it's like a tool. It's like a, it's like, okay, so this is a, when my kids were young, when they were super young and that's when you're going through the heat of it. Right. My wife's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I'm going to do sober January. You know what I mean? Like where you new year's resolution, I'm going to quit drinking for the entire month of January. I'm like, are you out of your mind? You work full time. You got two kids. We don't want to be around you sober. If you're doing sober January, find a new family February. Right? It was ridiculous. It was like we had to do a reverse intervention. Like all this non-drinking is tearing your family apart. Oh, what? A, okay, okay. No, back it up, back it up, back it up. Have you ever thought about? And I'm, I'm sitting here taking this hard stance to defend just going completely sober, and I haven't really fully decided what I'm going to do yet. So you're no help, Rory, because you're pushing me to the other side. But here's the math train of thought and just come back at me with it. If you study like what happens to your brain and how it just like affects your, your moods and how it switches everything and then it takes a lot longer and our metabolism slowing down. And so I'm thinking I, I, I want to be sharp. I want to be on point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I want to reduce wrinkles and weight and all that stuff. But also, too, I want to be quick on my feet. And I'm, I'm getting more confused as the days go by. Well, how, how many days a week do you drink right now? Usually we do one, two or three. And what is that like with dinner or, or is it on a weekend just down line? Weekend. Usually we go out on Friday night. I usually have a drink at dinner once during the weekend and then taco Tuesday gets me every time. This sounds wonderful. <laughs> Why would you even change that? Because it's like, you're not on a weekend. I know you still work on weekends, but like, you're not like just use Monday Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as your, as your sharp days and use the other ones to unwind and balance yourself. You realize you, realize you were taking a hard stance on Heather should continue to drink. I don't want to be around you sober. <laughs> All right. If you're doing sober podcasting, find a new podcast host February or whatever. I don't think you've never even been, oh, I was going to say you've never been around me drinking, but that's not true. That's not true. I've just noticed. Was, you were actually... Again, I was also drinking at the time, so I don't know if you were actually more fun or whether it was just I thought you were more fun because I was also drinking. We talked about this in a previous episode. Lexington, what was it? It was like it was bourbon uh, or something. Lexington. In Lexington, Kentucky, before we did uh, a public speaking thing. And it was it was amazing. It was a good time. They have there. It was a good time. And I think that's what's hard for me right now. And you think about, you know, getting into your 40s and we're talking about, you know, really waking up in your 40s and actually going after things and so forth. There's this weird narrative where there's part of me that's like, okay, giving up substances and living a stricter life, that makes you healthier, so that helps give you more life in your 40s. But then also, too, there's the social element where it's like, it's also super fun. It's fun to go out and have a drink with you in Lexington, Kentucky, and then get lost on the streets. Did not happen, but it was a good memory. And so I don't know, man. I I, I don't know what I'm going to do just yet, but... I just want to throw it out there because I think this is an important topic for middle-aged creatives. I mean, again, I think the balance is good. I was just, it was Canada Day today in, or yesterday or whenever the hell it was in Canada. And so everyone's having the celebration. We were on a lake and stuff like that. You know, my sister brought her kids up and it was a lot of fun. But she is off the no alcohol thing. She's been, she's been quit for six months. Not that she had a serious problem, but just, it doesn't, she also doesn't like the way it affects her or anything like that. Right. She, she doesn't sleep well, which is, which is, it impedes your sleep. But the point is everyone else is out there. We're having a good time. Happy Canada Day. (laughs) She's there. 
pretending to have a good time, but I know deep down. Was- <laughs> but it couldn't be just like with your mindset of like, oh, I got on the stage and just killed it, that you're sitting there thinking everybody's having a great time and she's looking at you like, look at these asshole idiots. It's absolutely right. No, she was totally winning the weekend because she's the only one that didn't wake up with a hangover. But listen, it, it, it's so there's the thing called like high energy and low energy tasks, right? So it's like the high energy <laughs> ones would be like, I don't know, like when you're trying to like write a a book, come up with new content ideas, you know, strategize and stuff like that. The low energy ones are like, you know, checking your emails and, and listening to podcasts to be inspired by something else and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. If you're planning to drink, let's just say your Taco Tuesdays or whatever the hell it is. Don't be messing on my Taco Tuesdays, Paul. Schedule the low energy things for Wednesday because you know you're not going to be as sharp. Whereas if you want to be like on point, then save your great podcast episodes for Thursday or Friday. But do we want to live like that? Don't you want to be sharp all the time? Because while so-and-so's drunk snoozing over here, you're seizing opportunities. Okay, but again, what about what about the burnout factor? Because I'm I'm going through that right now. Like I I've, I'm always I'm always like go 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 go, and you are too. But then like you get to a point where it's just like I know that drink would be pretty cool right now. I don't know. And see, man, I, I like I said, I'm not convinced I'm going to go completely. I've since the cruise, I haven't been drinking, and I feel really really good. But I'm also like compounding a lot of different things. I've been adding and changing a lot of stuff in my life. So it could be an accumulation of, of stuff. I think what I'm asking myself now is why can I not relax? Why can I not have fun without alcohol? Because you're a crazy person like I am. I cannot do it. I can't get out of my own head unless, what's that receptor called where alcohol just like shuts it down for a second? That's that's the receptor that's it's preventing me from from enjoying myself. <laughs> so, so both if, our if receptors are blocked. To be able to do that, then it's like I could use a day off of thinking or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because for people like us, even if we have time off, our brains are just constantly, constantly going. I interviewed someone the other day on the show because I'm doing like a whole series on sobriety right now. I'm just going all the way hell deep. But she said because I have you know more an anxious personality. And she said that, you know, when you drink, your anxiety goes down, which is super true. Like, I'm chill, I'm relaxed. Like, it's a good time. I'm relaxed. I think it's right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop making me laugh. Okay. What do you think is in here? Go ahead. Anyways, so, but then when I get, you know, when you're done drinking or whatever, it, it, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, stop it. Your brain goes like counteract, counter, what is it? Ugh. Counterproductive? No, not counterproductive. Counteracts that. Counteracts it where the anxiety that was really down, your brain wants to go into homeostasis, so it actually brings your anxiety up. And so you actually become more anxious the next day. I can totally see that. That's what they do. That's what cocaine people do, right? It's like the best day of your life on the day of the worst day of your life is what I I don't know. I'm just thinking, Rory, I want to be a bit good creative. I want to be healthy. I want to be the most badass 40-year-old ever. But I, I think that you, so the serious note of alcoholism, like when, when you rely on it, that's a yeah. whole different thing. You just talked Preach. about you were on a cruise for a second, right? And, and there's this thing, I, be, I go on cruises quite often and there's a thing, a package you could buy where you have minimum 15 drinks per day or unlimited. You just pay an extra cost and then people like they, that is like a normal amount for like the average American. I know. Like I'll have two, and then I'm like, 
All right, I've done the job. My receptor thingy has, has dissipated. I can have a few laughs, a few conversations, mm -hmm. revealing too much of myself that I probably don't want to. And then back to being crazy person, Rory. So, and, I th and I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm good with that. I'm not belligerent. I'm not you know, hanging off the side of the ship. Woo! You know what I mean? I've never flashed anyone on purpose. And Yet. I feel like, yeah. But if it ever got to a point where it was a little out of control and then people were like, What's with this guy? Like, why is he, you know, then I would probably, then I would probably seek help or, you know, be concerned. But at this point in time, I think I've got everything under control. I think he brought up two really good points. And in this conversation, we're laughing about it and we're not talking about alcoholism, which is a completely different conversation. But you said two really interesting things. You said, I don't feel like, you know, I have to have X amount of drinks or whatever. There's not that deep dependency there where you're not yourself or whatever without the alcohol. And then you said people aren't coming up to you saying, Hey, whatever. So if that's happening in your life, I think that's like a big ass red flag that you definitely need to stop. We're talking about casual drinking here, which I just want to make that preference. Cause you know, your girl's a disclaim a junkie. Cause I'm a former therapist. I'm scared of getting sued. No, you're right. There's a whole different, it's, it's literally, they consider it a disease, right? So if you, if you are suffering from that, that's a completely different story. Um, you're rethinking your stance, aren't you? Back it on up. You should probably erase everything I've said in this episode so far. <laughs> but, uh... No, no, I just want to be better. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's just being more mindful of it because I have noticed that the older I'm getting, it hits me a little bit different. Like back in the day, I could drink something and I'm totally fine. Now I drink something and I'm just like, whoo, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, on the day of, you fall asleep a little bit earlier. The next day, you're not as sharp, as effective. Yeah. We all experience that, especially in this ripe old age. But again, it, it just, just plan around it. There's a thing with creatives I know, and this is kind of getting into substances in general, where they feel like they're more creative on substances than without. And that's where a lot of the addiction comes in because people feel like if they take away that substance, they're not going to be able to create as well anymore. I know what you're talking about. Like in the seventies, it's like everyone was high when they were creating songs and stuff like that. Um, you have to see that a lot in the comedic world. Cause every time I go to a comedy club, homeboy has a drink up there on stage with them almost all the time. Again, they probably suffer from social anxiety as well. And they need that thing to get all loosey goosey and stuff like that. But there's two different kinds of comics. There's one that's like, he's got the jokes prepared and they'll tell the jokes and is it funny or is it not funny? Then there's a type who maybe the jokes aren't as strong, so they need to be a little bit to, to sell the joke a little bit more. So, yeah. I, I, all the comics I work with, like they, it's like golf, okay? Like when I golf, one drink will actually make me a better golfer because you're all loosened up now, and it's like you're out of your head, you're less rigid, and you can hit two drinks. I'm the worst golfer ever. So mm -hmm. like there's a fine line between one and two, yeah. right? But but zero drinks is it's fine but again like you're all in your head and you're like you're focusing too hard sometimes you need that little extra just get out of your head and just focus on the ball and yeah. the same thing with comedy it's just like sometimes you need to take the edge off okay let's go entertain these people as opposed to oh my god there's 200 people here they're not gonna find me funny you know what right I, mean? I, I think what you're saying what i'm taking away from this and i agree it's like there's a difference between taking an edge off with like one drink or whatever versus i need four to be able to function in society <laughs> right so what, what we're talking about is like or you're talking about was the i need a drink to be creative whereas some people need it to literally talk to somebody right 
What do you think, y'all? What do you think? Do you think going sober bober is the way to go? Sober November, whatever. Find us over on Instagram. The link is in the show notes because I don't know what our handle is right now. <laughs> and we'll, <laughs> if you're Look listening. And Instagram looking for our faces. I'm just, so. If you're listening to this on Spotify, we'll also have a little survey right up there about whether you think you should drink in your 40s or not, what your opinion is on that. But I just wanted to be transparent about it. It's something I'm going through as a 40-something, no, 30-something, almost 40-year-old. Next time we'll have Rory's problems on here. I have to find out what they are, though. Oh, you'll see. What the hell is wrong with you?